thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up for a Chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. And I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And we have a very special guest on the line today. And um, this guest wrote us an amazing email. And uh, Kimmy and I, um, well, we've had dinner with the boys. And and Kim and I went into my bedroom to watch a movie because the boys want to watch football. And I said, Kim, I have to read you something um, that we got on our Up for a Chat message. And it was because of another guest that we'd had on who'd had um, a similar path in her house um, at a young age. And so I read it and immediately Kim said, right, let's get her on the show. Let's talk about what happened to the beautiful Becky Taylor. So welcome, Becky. Thank you. <laughs> it's wonderful to have you on. So where I want to start is, um, well, let's start first of all uh, with a little bit about you. But let's get into what happened to you, what happened in your health crisis and, and why do you think that it started? So let, let's start there. Okay, so for the, um, so I was, I'm 28 um, and earlier this year um, in May I was diagnosed with Graves' disease. So I didn't go to the doctor um, because I felt that I had any symptoms. I actually joined a local uh, women's gym in town just wanting to lose some weight and get fit again. And the lady said, oh, look, I've got this um, little VitaSick tool. I can do a vitamin and minerals test on you. And I'm like, okay, no worries. And we did that and it showed that my iodine levels were extremely low. So from that, I was prompted to go to the doctor. I thought I'll just go and have a general checkup. Um, There are quite a lot of thyroid issues in my uh, family. So I thought probably good to go and just make sure everything was okay. Um, Visited the doctor. He sort of felt my neck and said that he felt that my thyroid was a little enlarged, sent me for a blood test and booked me to have an ultrasound done. And a couple of days later, he actually called me at work in the afternoon and said, and this was before I'd had a chance to have the ultrasound done, said that I needed to come and see him urgently. It had to be that day. I needed to start on medication. He needed to send me for a nuclear scan um, and that I had Graves' disease. And in that instant, it was like my whole world had been completely turned upside down because I wasn't I wasn't prepared for it at all. I felt like I'd been completely blindsided because I felt like I had no symptoms. I felt like I, you know, generally day to day I felt really good. So um, that's where it all sort of started. And it's been the kind of disease, Becky. A lot of people might not know what Graves' disease is. So okay, yeah, let's talk so, about so the. Yeah. Did they do um, antibody tests on your thyroid is it, to get this diagnosis? Yeah, well, first of all, they just did a, they did a blood test um, and it showed that my TSH was low and my T3 and my T4 were high. Um, when I looked at the test results, because it gives you like the normal reference range, personally I thought, well, I don't think they're that high. Like, yes, they were outside the range, but... I mean, the normal reference range for T4 is 10 to 20 and minus 24. 
I mean, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but me looking at that goes, oh, well, I, I don't know whether that's something to be extremely concerned about, but the doctor told me that the severity of my levels were 9 out of 10. So then they did, he did the antibody testing and then he also sent me for an ultrasound and the nuclear scan as well, So, which all of them together came back and gave me this diagnosis of Graves' disease, which I knew nothing, absolutely nothing about at the time. I'd, I'd never even heard of autoimmune. I mean, I've heard of multiple sclerosis and, you know, rheumatoid arthritis and those sorts of things, but I didn't know that they were autoimmune diseases. And Yeah, so Graves is an autoimmune disease and it um, it's basically that the thyroid is um, being eaten by antibodies, but mm-hmm. it also makes the thyroid work very, very fast, and it makes a lot of um, T3, which is required for every single cell in our body. Yeah. Yeah. So that's and, – and isn't there an opposite? Like mm. what's the other one? Yeah, the opposite, which I, Becky will be talking about because what happens to her is that um, – and we, we'll continue because we will be talking about that one as well, don't we, Becky? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, let's go on from now that everybody knows what Graves' disease is. So it's a hyper – active thyroid um but not just hyperactive it's also the thyroid's being eaten by the body um Mm -hmm. so it's an autoimmune disease and often what happens with people is that they go into hyperthyroidism before they enter into hypothyroidism but i think it's important to listen now that to the steps that you told us about with regards to what your doctor wanted to do yeah, so this is just a local GP. Um, I don't have a doctor as such because generally speaking, I haven't really ever needed to go to the doctor's antibiotics here and there. So I don't have my own GP. So I just booked in with the next available one at the health centre here in town. And before he even sent me, before he sent me for the nuclear scan and the ultrasound, before I had those done, he wanted to start me on um, an antiviral medication called carbimazole. Uh, and it, so it was going to tell me that I was going to talk to my thyroid and tell my thyroid to stop producing too much T3 and T4 and then tell my immune system to stop attacking my thyroid. That that was how it was explained to me. And I said to him, I'm like, well, I don't want to do that right now. You know, I want to talk to some other people. I want to see a nutritionist. I want to see a naturopath and see what other options I have available. I said I want to see an endocrinologist as well. And um, he, he laughed and he's like, oh, well, you know, you can go and see a naturopath and they'll give you a bottle of potion and tell you to tap on it three times, turn around and face seat and I'm sure it'll fix all your problems. And instantly, like, it just rubbed me up the wrong way and I thought to myself, well, you know what, that may end up being true, but, you know, this is my health and this is my choice and it's my body. So, you know, at the end of the day, that's what I want to do and if that's the attitude that you're going to have with me, I'm not going to work with you anyway. Um, so I... But at the same time, I sort of became... On that, Becky, I want to commend yeah. you because many young women would think, oh, well, he's, he's you know, he's he knows the he's the expert. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. So um, I just want to commend you on doing that. And I remember when we were reading this, I, I remember thinking, that's a brave thing to do. So congratulations. Thank you. And... It was, it was really scary because, and that's what I mean by I felt like my whole world had been turned upside down because everything inside me said don't take the medication, do you know what I mean? Go go and do some research. And 
and I was saying, you know, to my, my parents and my partner and the couple of friends who I sort of confided in about what was going on. And I was actually quite lucky my boss and his wife um, gave me access to a lot of fantastic information as well because they definitely follow the natural path and those sorts of things. So I did have quite a few people around me who were supportive, but, you know, I was scared. I was scared to stand on my own and to pull away and go, well, no, do you know what? I want to do something about this myself and see what else is available because, you know, we're brought up in a world where we think that doctors are right, you know, and we and we think and it just blows my mind still, you know, and I'm sure that they think that they're doing the right thing, you know, but not all of the time are they and they're not supportive and so many of them are not open to alternate therapies and you know and looking at because my opinion is okay this is what's going on I've got an autoimmune disease why you know but this doctor was putting it down to genetics and I went and saw an endocrinologist and she put it down to genetics and so pretty much saying that I had no control over it it was bound to happen um, and that the only way, the only option that I had was medication, have it removed, or have the radioactive treatment. And I'm like, well, you know, I know that this is what's going on. I can see the test results. I can see the nuclear scan results. I can, I can see all that. But you, no one's telling me why. You know, why has this happened? There's got to be a reason why this has happened to me. And then that, so I just, that's when I just started my constant search can I to find you? out can why. I did both doctors do a genetic test on you? No. So they, they didn't do genetic, genetic testing, no. <laughs> but they believed it was the genes. Yes, because I told them that my mum had a thyroid removed when she was 40, um, that my sister at the time and just recently had half of hers removed because she had um, nodules, they're benign, but nodules on there. My auntie had issues with her thyroid, both grandparents, so, you know, I can understand why they're putting it down to genetics because this is the family history, you know, but that just, that's just not enough for me. The know? true, true um, diagnosis should have been finding the gene that causes it and I'm just not sure that that gene's out there. So a lot of, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I might be speaking out of term here, I don't know if they've found one specific gene or SNP mm-hmm. that, says you will get graves you will get this disease yes i understand family history but yeah. maybe it's the family history's lifestyle where they live are they in an Absolutely. iodine lacking place you know I yep. don't, where do you live becky i live in Canada. So i live in Canada, new south wales which is near tamworth so sort of far north northwest new south wales but i grew up in lithgow which is in the blue mountains and that's where all my family is down there but that's another thing too. I said to the doctor, I'm like, well, you know, I want to get my iodine levels tested because I've read up, you know, how important iodine is for a healthy functioning thyroid gland. And the doctor said to me, no, that's not necessary. And I said, well, can you just send me, can you have, can you send me for the test again anyway? He said, you won't be getting that through me. The same as when I asked, I wanted my adrenals tested, you know, I wanted my cortisol level tested. I wanted my female hormone profile testing and the doctor wouldn't send me for those tests, so I just did it myself. I contacted, um, I think it was NutriPath and yeah, the Interclinical Laboratories, and I, I had an iodine, I did an iodine loading test. I did the adrenal cortex profile. I did the female hormone profile. I did the hair tissue mineral analysis test. I did it all off my own back. I rang them up. I sent away for the, 
the testing kits. I did it at home and I posted it back and I got it because no doctor would help me and support me and just send me for the test. And I just thought it was absolute ludicrous. I'm like, I'll pay for it. It doesn't worry me paying for it. Like, why won't you send me? And all I could think of was, is that because you may prove wrong? I, I don't you know. know. Yeah, we're, we're, both, we're all sitting here shaking our heads. <laughs> why, 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 why does a doctor bother going, well, I mean, I know this is going to sound very nasty, but why does a doctor go, bother going to uni and being a doctor if they're not prepared to do the investigation that a lay person innately and instinctively knows is necessary mm. to get done for themselves yeah. to have their questions answered. What are they thinking? That's exactly what I think. And I think, you know, if your main priority is my health and well-being, why does it matter? Do you know what I mean? Like, can't we do every test under the sun to get a whole picture? That's how I think, you know. And it, it scares me and it concerns me that, these are doctors who so many people are going to day in, day out, you know, and they're handing them these tablets and all of these things and they're not quite, people are not questioning it, you know. People are not going, well, hold on a minute. Like, and, and that's one thing that just blows my mind. Like, you go and see a doctor and for some reason, you know, I sort of always had this belief that, yeah, okay, you can have a, you can go and see a dodgy mechanic and you can see there'd be dodgy electricians and, you know, people like that. But when it comes to doctors, it's like they shouldn't, they shouldn't be dodgy. Do you know what I mean? Like they should, they should, does that make sense? Like I just, it just blows my mind and I can't believe it. And I was just so baffled. I was like, what, you know, this is just crazy. Like what harm is it going to do? me having these extra tests done to get a whole picture, but they didn't want a bar of it. And, Becky, it's not like you're talking about a common cold here. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a diagnosis that is, is serious, you know? Yeah, absolutely, especially when they're telling me, you know, you'll be on this medication and, um, it, you know, you'll be on it for 18 months and then you'll come off and I'm like, well, what happens then? Oh, well, it may come back. What happens if it comes back? Well, you have to have your thyroid removed. And I'm like, surely there's got to be another option. Like, how can I go one day from feeling perfectly fine to then being told that this is this is what I'm going to have to deal with or do, you know, for the rest of my life? Like I don't have any other option. It was just crazy. And everything inside me was saying, don't take the medication. But then when um, at an appointment with the endocrinologist, because um, I actually said to the endocrinologist, you know, what about diet and lifestyle? You know, I've done a bit of research. No, well, I've never seen anybody you know, I've never seen that work for anybody. She said, I just need to let you know as well that um, you, until you get your levels, until you fix this, then you'll struggle to fall pregnant. And I just burst into tears. My partner was sitting there beside me, you know, like I'm in a serious relationship. I'm 30 next year. Like, you know, we want to have kids in the next few years. And here I am being told that, you know, that my fertility is being you know, I'm doing damage to my fertility with what's happening at the moment and then being told, well, this is, you have three options and this is what you have to do. So in that point in time, I said, okay, no worries. I'll take the medication and being told that 18 months was the longest that I could be on it and we'd have to monitor my my liver levels because it can affect your liver. We'd have to monitor my white blood cell, all of this sort of stuff to make sure that wasn't doing damage if it was damaging my liver, then I would have to go off it and then look at one of the other options. So I said to myself, okay, 18 months. I have 18 months to do as much research and find out as much as I possibly can and get myself into the healthiest state. So when I come off this medication, I have the best chance of feeding it on my own. And if it comes back, I'll be happy 
to put it down and accept the fact that it's just it's genetic, whatever, it's completely out of my control, but I can't live my life knowing that I could have done something else to help it. So, Vicky, what made you think like that? Um, I guess that all started. Um, I suck, I used to suffer from really chronic anxiety quite a few years ago, and the same thing. It's like I literally woke up one day in a in a massive panic attack, and it just continued for a couple of years. And I didn't know why. I'd never really felt anxious before in my life. Um, I didn't know why I was feeling it, which obviously made it feel worse. I was going, I went and saw a doctor and said, "This is how I'm feeling. What can I do?" Here's some tablets, you know. Here's a mild Valium. Here's some antidepressants. Take these. I'm like, yeah, but I want to know why I'm feeling like this. I didn't feel like this two days ago, you know. And they kept the same thing. They kept pushing medication onto me, and I never took it. Um, I went and saw different. I went and saw a couple of psychologists and those sorts of things. Um, little bit by little bit, sort of helped me. And I'd sort of get a little bit better, but I never really had an understanding why, you know, people different psychologists that I'd spoken to, you know, the whole cognitive behavioural therapy changed the way that you're thinking, which I absolutely believe in, but I needed to understand why it was happening and that's just me. You know, I needed to get to the root cause to have that peace of mind and I guess that's where it all started from, which is when I was in my early 20s, so quite a few years ago now. So I've always had that mindset and because with a lot of hard work and self-help research you know having a full understanding of you know the nervous system system of beliefs your adrenal glands you know your hypothalamus how all of it works how when we perceive a fear externally what happens on the inside of the body going and researching that understanding that and then implementing different changes and changing my whole way of thinking working on my self-esteem all of that sort of stuff I fully recovered from an anxiety disorder that I was told that medication would only fix. So I guess that's where it's really ingrained in me where I go, well, hold on a minute, you know, if I can do, like, surely there's another option out there, surely, you know, and I just have that instinct and that that gut feeling that, like, no, you know, like this is not the answer. There's got to be more to life than living and relying on pharmaceutical drugs. I don't know, it's just, that's just, I just feel so strongly about it. So um, now let's, uh, we're, we're all shaking our heads because we're absolutely in awe of what you've done and, and the decisions that you've made and and how you've, you know, got your health back with the anxiety disorder. So let's um, go to where um, you've decided to take the medication because yep. you're in fear of your fertility. Yeah. So, now the medication was... What was it called again? Uh, carbimazole. Carbimazole, okay. Yeah. Right. So it's there, apparently there was, there's two different medications you could take for Graves' disease. One, this one that I was on, there was, and the endocrinologist said to me, you cannot fall pregnant on this. If you fall pregnant, this will do damage to the baby. Yeah, right, no worries. And, you know, like not being on any contraception, not because we're wanting to have kids now, but just because I don't want to take it. You know, I don't want to put it in my body. I went off it a couple of years ago and um, so I was like, okay, no worries at all. So started taking the medication um, and then fight. Started to feel really, really good, but at the same time is when I came across a podcast thing where you were being interviewed. I'm sure it was by the wellness guys, and it went. It was when the yeah, 
yeah. um, which is what's a week documentary had just been released. It was actually still the free screening. And I'm um, talking about, you know, the connection with autoimmune there and, and it just sparked this inside me. I was like, yes, this is what I've been looking for. So from then did more research, um, watched the documentary, of course, and just absolutely fell in love with it and changed pretty much overnight all of my diet and lifestyle. So at the same time of starting on the medication. So I cut out all wheat and gluten to start with. Um, and then I would yes. say that it was the medication then, the fact because you, you'd done that and the diet at the same time. Yeah. What, what's your feeling? Was it the medication and the diet? Was it the diet? Was it the medication? Which, which do you think was the, the, the overall change factor? I think if I had just taken the medication and not changed anything, then my level still would have come back down because that's what the medication is designed to do. Um, I believe that if I hadn't have taken the medication and just made the diet and lifestyle changes, that my levels would have come down as well. But because I was on both, they just plummeted in five weeks from overactive to underactive. Um, and I felt, I felt that. I felt within a couple of weeks I was feeling the best that I'd ever felt in my life, the healthiest, and then I started to crash. And I honestly believe in my heart and soul that it was because of a combination and that I could have done it without the medication. So when I returned to, I returned after six weeks of being on the medication to the endocrinologist and um, she looked at my results. She's like, I just, you know, I've never seen anything like this. She couldn't explain such a drastic change because I was on the lowest dose of the medication as well. So the lowest dose is a five milligram tablet and I was taking it twice a day. Um, and she actually rang the labs to check that my results hadn't been interfered with while I was sitting there because she couldn't explain it. And I, I just let her talk and then I said, well, you know, I'll just let you know that these are the changes that I've made, you know, I've cut out all wheat and gluten. I've changed all of my hair care, skin care, makeup to organic products. I've changed all my cleaning products to organic. Um, I've cut out, you know, dairy. I've done all of these things. Do you think that would have anything to do with it? No, I don't think so. I think you're just sensitive to the medication. And I didn't say anything. I just, on the inside, I was just glowing because I was like, no, you know what? Like, I know I'm onto something here and I know that this, this is the truth. I think so I wasn't going to sit there and argue with her. But. <laughs> what staggers me is when you listen to someone like Dr. Libby Weaver speak, who is a biochemist who studied the human body for 14 years at university, who's a doctor. She talks about the fact that the body is made up of 50 trillion cells and the only way we can measure our output as human beings is through energy and the energy comes from the cells. Now, the cells, in order to get energy, is all based on the nutritional information that we put into our body. So mm -hmm. that's scientific fact, and everybody knows that the output of energy is based on the input of the quality of the nutrition that we put into the body. Mm -hmm. Why is it, Cindy, that doctors are not so aware of nutrition? Because they're not taught that when they're in but She is. School. She's a doctor. Yeah, but she, there are like Gary integrated doctors. Yeah, these are integrative doctors that are thinking ahead. You know, they're they're looking, they're but realizing I'm not a what's working. And it makes sense. I know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. Kim, Kim's just in a little bit of um, um, denial here. Yeah. <laughs> Very hard to understand. Very hard to understand. I don't get. Yeah. I don't get how they don't think nutrition, environment, 
toxins and all of these. I mean, the volatile organic compounds that are released through all these um, toxic chemicals in our skincare, personal care, cleaning care, and all of our uh, environmental toxins are having such profound impact on the genes, on our expression of ourselves as humans and, and relative to health. I'm talking about it, it is all proven it is evidence-based so I don't mm-hmm. get <laughs> I don't get yeah. I, but I, I completely agree I've, I've just listened, listened I listened to that podcast where you interviewed um, Bruce Lipton and so I um, downloaded the biology of belief audiobook which I've listened to over the last couple of days and um, yeah it just blows my mind you know it's unbelievable. Like, how can we? How can they not put two and two together? Like, I was only talk, sitting there talking to my mum when I was home visiting a couple of weeks ago, and I was looking at her skincare on her dresser, and she's got this retinol cream that I used to use all the time as well. I used to think it was like liquid gold for your skin, you know, it did wonders. But I was looking at, I'm like, I can't believe we can actually think that we can put this stuff on our skin and it's not going to hurt us. You know, it's not going to do damage. I can't believe that we can actually go through our lives and some people their whole lives and think that they can eat this manufactured food, you know, and think that it it doesn't have an effect on us, that it's not going to do damage. You know, I feel like over the last few months, you know, I've always sort of known that, yeah, fruit and veggies, eating whole foods, nothing processed is, is the best way to go, you know, but I've just learnt so much and my eyes have been opened so much and once you get to this point, there's no going back, you know, and you just, I walk around the supermarket and I look at what's on the shelves there and I just go, I can't believe people are living off this stuff. I can't believe that we're putting this into our bodies and people are just walking around with blinkers on and they're just unaware of the damage that they're doing, you know, and the full repercussions. It's just, it just baffles me. Like, and it, it scares me at times, you know, because it is scary about what's happening out there. And that's why I just, I want to get my story out there, you know, and I, I want to help other people as well, you know, because I know how much of a difference it's made in my life. And I just think everybody else needs to experience that and make that change as well. And I think if, if we can do that, you know, person by person, then the world will eventually change. It has to. It has to because we can't keep going the way that we're going, you know. And I can think, oh, you know, like when I was starting my blog, should I do it, shouldn't I do it, you know. And I was like, I'm only one person. Is anyone even going to read it? Am I even going to get the message out there and the same sort of thing? I thought about emailing you guys. And then when I listened to that podcast um, with that um, with Madison, yeah, I'm like, that is fantastic. You know what? No, like I need to do this. Even if I can just help one person and even if it's only to make them feel better for five minutes or give them a little bit of information, but, you know, it might just it might just prompt them to do what I've done and, and am doing and so many other people because it's just it's so rewarding once you make that change and once you realise what's going on and we all just need to band together because we will make a difference. It will take time, but this it has to come from us, you know? It, definitely. I, you know, the fact that you've opened up, you, your blinkers are off, you've, you've opened your eyes. So can we now, now you're at the doctor's, the, mm-hmm. um, the medication that she's given you, she says you're very sensitive to it, so it's reacted really well. I've never seen this happen before. What happens next? Yeah. 
So she says we'll have your medication um, and we'll trial that for eight weeks. She wrote me out a couple of pathology request forms and I said, look, I'm just going to gauge how I'm feeling. By that point, I felt I felt absolutely crap. I plummeted. I was tired. I thought I had no energy. I was struggling to keep my eyes open. I was extremely emotional, just proper symptoms of an underactive thyroid, really. And um, so that was on the Friday and then on the Sunday, a couple of days later, is the last um, tablet that I took and since then I haven't taken anything. I think that was about 13 weeks ago now. And in that time I've just stuck to my diet and lifestyle um, and I've brought my levels back up and so they're now within the normal range. And my the most important part, of course, is that my antibodies are still on the decline down to the normal range. That's wonderful. Well done. That is just yeah. Thinking you could have had your thyroid removed. Is that where that was? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now you've yep. healed yourself through nutrition, well-being, self-knowledge, yep. and information over yep. what period? Uh, since May this year. Oh my god! And they gave you eighteen months, and then after that, there was surgery. Yeah, so 18 months on the medication and then um, if it came back, then I'll, it would be the surgery or the radioactive treatment to destroy the gland. If I had a, at that first appointment, if I had said, okay, no worries, let's just take my thyroid out, they would have sent me in to have my thyroid removed, you know. like it's just that I'm hearing loud and clear here is that millions and millions and millions and millions of people on the planet blindly trust the medical profession to guide them to yep. wellness and and thousands that's a mistake. and thousands of doctors thousands and thousands yep. of doctors follow the medical professional teachings yeah that's a mistake that's what i'm hearing it's a mistake i think yep. i think what we have to um do here is realize that uh it's horses for courses so in acute um and you know acute issues and emergency situations you know who you're going to go to yeah, but when it comes to chronic disease, and autoimmune disease is a chronic disease, and when it comes to um, health and healthcare and prevention care, I'm just not sure that I would um, be going anywhere near that um, model. And it is a model because um, they're taught to find what's wrong, treat with medication. And if that doesn't work, then surgery is next. So it's drugs and surgery. And, in, you know, you would have seen in What's With Wheat, Dr. Terry Walls, who is a medical doctor, says, I, wa- I thought that it was drugs and surgery that was going to change the world and she could not have been more wrong. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I just um, I love what you've done. I love that you've done it so fast. And, and I know that there'll be people who may listen to this, although I don't think they're the people that will listen to this, but there will be people say, oh, she's just anecdotal. Well, I do know of somebody else very similar to you who went to my daughter who's a, um, a chiropractor. She's a not finished chiropractic, but she's a student chiropractor in clinic. And the girl comes to her, she's like 19, 20, and exactly the same um, story as you. This time she's on five medications because the thyroid medication she was taking caused issues with, uh, had side effects. So then she was on another medication that helped with that side effect. And so she was on five medications by the time she got to my daughter. And so my daughter rings me up and she says, Mom, what do I do? And I said, Honey, you can only do what you know to do. And that is talk to her about what her diet should be like, which she 
She completely went off all gluten, this, this young girl. Six weeks, she went back to her doctor and the doctor basically said, well, I don't know what's happened, but all your readings are good. And um, she was basically taken off the thyroid medication. She had taken herself off other ones. I think she was on beta blockers. Um, and so she had to wait to go to the doctor to get off the beta blocker. She was on thyroid medication. She was on painkillers because she had muscle problems because that was a side effect of one of the medications. And I can't remember what else she was on. But it it was very, very quick. Imagine a 19-year-old being on five medications and then what will happen to her life and fertility? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, and I, you know, go on. I agree. Like, I, I think everything has its place, and I'm not completely writing doctors off. And yes, this is just my experience. And you know, the only proof that it's going to work long term is, you know, in a year, two years, three, five years, whatever. But it's working for now, and I feel good. Do you know what I mean? And I think. Antibiotics have their place. I think antidepressants have their place. I think Western medicine definitely has its place, I think, but we need to explore these other options. And exactly right, like in emergency situations, you know, where there's trauma and that sort of thing, like we we need Western medicine, you know, like we need to be able to access that. It's extremely important. It's a great tool, but I don't think it's the only solution. And when it comes to autoimmune and chronic disease, like you said, there are so many other options out there you know, that don't just, that isn't just taking a medication which then causes more side effects, which means you have to be on another medication, you know, what what is the damage that that medication's done? I think unless completely necessary, then, you know, avoid it at all costs. But, yeah, it's still a fantastic tool and there's still a place for it, I believe. But I don't think it's the be-all and end-all for everything. Yeah, definitely. But um, our current medical system... Um, it is the be-all and end-all. So it's it's just so wonderful that, number one, you um, listened to Madison and decided to create your blog and, and start your blog. So um, you're, I love you're on the mend. I think it is absolutely uh, – that's the website, isn't it, on the, on the med? But yeah. The, but the blog yeah. is in there as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. on the mend.com. So, so it's um, genyonthemen.com. Uh, yeah, so that's, so that's the web address to get there. Generation Y is what you're saying, isn't it? Because yep. we are Generation Y. So G-E-N-Y on yep. the mend.com. Yep. And on yep. there you've got your story, which, um, you know, like I, I love your story because I think it's really important that people understand where you've come from. Um, it also has your blog is on there and recipes and and I love your quotes. So one of them is sometimes you have to just put yourself out, put yourself out there and see what happens. I, I love that yeah. one. And the only way to get better is to surround yourself with people who believe in you. So your family, I want to talk about your family. So you have a family of thyroid issues. What do they think about what you're doing? Um, they think it's fantastic, really. It's funny, when I started moving to organic um, foods and things like that, originally when I went off the wheat and gluten, um, there's a place next door to where I work, whole grain milling, and it's a fantastic, it's an organic flour mill. I have a feeling it might be the only one in Australia. And they have some fantastic products there. So originally I went off. Uh, wheat and I started uh, on silk. So I was making my own silk bread. I bought a bread maker and that sort of thing and had gone organic. And, and at first they were probably a little bit um, 
hesitant, I suppose, new, you know, the same as my partner, is it worth it? You know, we're paying all this extra money for vegetables. What's the difference? I'm like, well, you know, nutritionally, there's not really a whole lot of difference, but it's the fact that we're not that we're not getting the chemicals that are being used on there. So over time, but they're they're slowly moving over to the organic. Um, they, they, my sister and my mum have got uh, their own bread makers now, and they buy their um, organic flour from the mill next door to my work here in Gunnedah and and now they're buying organic produce. My mum goes to, she's found a great little organic co-op in Bathurst, uh, which is only down the road from where she lives and she's getting a lot of produce from there now. So, yeah, so they're slowly transitioning over as well, which I love um, because at first I was probably a little bit hesitant, oh, gosh, you know, because I've made so many massive changes quite literally overnight you know, and I was so excited about it and it was working and I was telling them, you know, you should do this, you should do this, you should try this, you know, this is working for me. And they are probably a little bit overwhelmed at first, but they're all definitely getting on board with it now, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, so. How big's going to die? How big is it? About, uh, so there's about 10,000 people live here, so it's only very, quite small. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we interviewed a, a beautiful woman by the name of Elspeth, and she um, is in Toowoomba, and she's created uh, a cafe there where she brings um, like-minded people in the community to talk about their health journey, or if they're in the in a medical profession. I'm not sure about your doctors in Canada, but um, you know, tr- nutritionists or naturopaths to come and speak um, at her cafe, and um, Mm-hmm. You know, Ganada, I don't know um, the progressiveness of Ganada, but it sounds like it's progressive that you have an organic, you know, grinder there uh, and, and, and a store mm-hmm. there. So it sounds like it's progressive. And it's people like you that change a community. Do you realise that? Well, it's funny you say that, actually, because after I watched the Walks with Wheat documentary and I saw on the website that you can buy the um, screening rights to film it and do, like, a movie night, and information night at your local cinema, I was so excited. I said to my partner, Nick, I'm like, I need to do this. I need to organise this in Gunnada because every couple of months, you know, there's ladies' nights and move at the movie cinema and, and it's a fundraiser for a different cause and we get a screening of a movie and they're really great nights. I said I could do that and organise that and screen the What's the Wheat documentary. And what's interesting about this region is it's a massive wheat-growing region as well. So I was like, oh, God, this could be this could be a bit of a touchy subject. But I, I got onto, I started talking to, Renee Neal from Whole Grain Milling Next Door. And she'd seen the documentary. She absolutely loves the documentary as well. And I'm like, this is what I'm thinking. You know, I didn't know whether you wanted to get on board and help me organise it. She was really, really keen. So that's something that we are wanting to do in the coming months is organise a movie screening night. I said, you know what, I'd be happy to pay for it. I, I, I think it's only about $80 or something, which is amazing that that's all it is for the screening rights. I think it's something like that. So I'm happy to pay for it and just give the tickets to people for free. Do you know what I mean? I said, I just think they need to get this information. She's like, yes, absolutely. Um, so she's got on board with that. They've been quite busy at the moment. Um, they've been down in Melbourne. So 
we we've met up a couple of times and talked about it. It's what we want to do. Um, so yeah, probably in the new year we'll organise that get together. There's um, we're really lucky in Tamworth. So Tamworth's only a forty five minute drive away. There's a Ray Organic supermarket over there. Um, there's also an organic um, farmers market of every Saturday morning. There's a fantastic health food store over there too. So. Um, in town here in Gunnedah, actually, there's an organic skincare place, Julie Albert, um, Aquabellus is the name. She's made her own organic skincare line. You go into the shop and she helps you, you know, and she's the person who's put all of these products together and she's right there and across the road there's an organic hair care place. So it's like all of this stuff, you know, for a small town, you know, and sort of like a, a rural remote region, there is so much at our doorstep which I think is fantastic and so exciting so it does make it a lot easier because in rural areas you know there isn't a whole lot of access to that sort of those products and information that sort of thing so definitely like that's you know as hard as as hard as it's been you know dealing with chronic anxiety like this whole autoimmune journey like as scary as it's been as hard as it's been you know and and admittedly you know like it is. I do struggle sometimes because I'm a, I'm a very social person. I love going to the pub and having a beer. It's probably one of my favourite pastimes and I haven't done that for months and months and months now, you know. And all of our friends are all very social. You know, we have barbecues, we catch up, you know, we, you know, we have beers and that sort of thing. And so that's a big part of my life that I've had to get used to. I haven't been able to do that, you know. And it just comes down to the and, – and, a few people have said to me, oh, you know, a couple of beers won't hurt you or a couple of drinks or whatever. And I'm like, well, you know what? If I didn't have this autoimmune, if there wasn't this autoimmune component, if it was just me wanting to get healthy and look after myself, then every now and then I would go, oh, you know what? Like, I'll be fine. But because I know what the link is with, you know, with grain, especially gluten, autoimmune, you know, what happens inside my body when I consume that, then I'm choosing not to because at the end of the day, I don't think I have one of three choices, you know, for treating this autoimmune disease like the doctor and the endocrinologist told me. I believe I have two choices. I either follow the lifestyle and the diet that I've been doing or I go that other road and I don't want to go that other road. So that's the sacrifice that I make. So as rewarding as it is, it also is a struggle at times, you know, like, I'm going away to a hen's weekend this weekend and, you know, so as much as I want to completely get on board with that, like I, I can't because my health is more important. And as hard as this whole journey has been and as, you know, as stressful as it's been and as challenging and as scary at times, I'm so glad that all of it has happened because it's got me to the point now where like I know what I want to do with my life. You know, I want to study nutrition um, I want to look into uh, naturopathy. I want to do that and I want to help people, you know, because I've helped myself so much and with the information and the resources out there and how I feel better and how empowering it is, I think everybody should experience that. And so it's all been absolutely worth it. It's worth it every single day because I know what I, know what I want to do. And when you find your purpose in life, it's really, really exciting. <laughs> yeah, it is exciting and you found it very young. Um, and I always think that these things happen to put you on the right course in life. And I'm actually yeah. seeing a lot of young people like you, Becky, that have to pull in their lifestyle. Once upon a time, you probably, like 30 years ago, we weren't in this dilemma that we're in now. And in your 
you know, wheat growing area. Um, I think that the farmers need to know what is actually happening because they're only being told by, you know, the agricultural side of their, um, their business. So the chemical companies and the grain companies, they're only being told so much. They're not actually being told the real story. I actually had a, a wheat farmer come and watch my film in Brisbane and he came from um, Gunduindi, which is a very big mm-hmm. wheat growing area. Yeah. And yep. he asked me to come out there and, and show the film. He says, I think our mm-hmm. farmers need to know this, but you have to bring an alternative. And we can go back to our old wheats and we can um, start to make the changes, but I, I, I feel that for people who are making a lot of money from their farms and, and that's their only livelihood, we do have to come up with an alternative. And, look, that's what the f- film's about is it, there are two farmers on there that talk about we can do this. It's about thinking differently and doing things differently. So I, you know, I applaud you for making that step as a young woman that you've had to make those changes. And, you know, I know you want a family, as we've already discussed, and 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 this will keep going from generation to generation because what we're finding is that these generations, it's a generational thing and you're stopping this thyroid issue and this autoimmune issue at your generation. So yep. well done. It, like it's just absolutely um, brilliant what you're, you're doing. And also you're a great, you're articulate, you would be a great speaker. So you'll need to have a speaking course. <laughs> you know, it's funny actually. What's What's that, sorry? <laughs> you'll need to do Karen's speaking course. You're, you're very articulate and you're very good at saying what you're, you're saying, but um, training and Karen, um, who is, you know, part of the Up, up for Chatters, who you've been speaking to, she mm-hmm. does a speaking course. So we'll have to get you onto that. Yeah, I'd, I'd love, love to. to. That would be fantastic. I think it would be a great idea for you. You're uh, and Cindy's spot on. You're incredibly articulate. And the part that I love the the, mess, the the best about what you've spoken about here today is the way that you've communicated it so succinctly, so mm. simply, so to the point. And you've also been very respectful. So I think that um, you should really be commended on every level for the journey that you've been on, you know. Mm. And I think that a lot of our listeners are going to have fallen madly in love with you yeah. and your <laughs> your willingness to be the, the, the researcher for your own self and not being willing to just settle for the status quo. So I think you've found your tribe, my love. Yes. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. I, I, I honestly feel that as well, you know. And one thing I've always, you know, been so passionate about is, you know, with all when I was struggling with anxiety, I was going and seeing people, you know. One thing I really, really struggled with was, you know, somebody sitting there telling me what to do and how to fix something that they had absolutely no idea what it was like to experience and that's why I think you know if if I can help people who are going through the same struggles as what I've been through I know myself having somebody to relate to just takes a massive weight off your shoulders you know someone can go you know what how you're feeling is so normal right now for what you're experiencing what's going on in your life you know the whole thing I know when when I started to 
do a lot of research and understanding and work with a fantastic personal coach from Anxiety Centre and all of their personal coaches are people who have fully recovered from anxiety disorder without medication on their own. They help people. She was fantastic because she knew what I was feeling. She knew what I, you know, had been experiencing because she had experienced it herself. And you, when you're sitting there, and it doesn't matter what it is, when you're sitting there explaining to somebody and they're going, okay, no worries, well, this is what you should do, you know, but they have no idea what it feels like, you really feel alienated, I believe, you know, and you feel like, am I the only one? And so I think it's I'm, – I'm hoping that that will be a really good avenue, um, yeah, to, to support people and that's where I sort of want to go with the blog, to support people and say, well, you know what, this is my experience. And I, I was really, really nervous when I, you know, first shared the site around my face, like around Facebook and with people who know me, you know, because it's so personal and there was only a few chosen people who knew what was going on, whether it be my journey – on you know recovering from anxiety or this autoimmune thing and there I was I'd put it out there I'd put it for the world to see and being in a small town you know and walking down the street and you know anyone and everyone being able to read that and you know I started to doubt myself a little and go you know should I have done that I just felt really really vulnerable um and exposed but I just woke up the other morning and said you know you need to do this like in this is what you need to do. People need to hear this and, you know, you need to put yourself out there and that's why I put that quote on there um, because it's true, you know, you do just need to put yourself out there and take a risk. Um, and at the end of the day, if I can help other people and make their lives easier, you know, the way that I've helped myself and, you know, all of this information has helped me, then it's all worth it, you know. Well, I also want you to do my 12-month education course. I think you need to do that. <laughs> I want you with me. <laughs> I'd love to do that. I've been looking at that online. I'd absolutely love to do that. I really, really would. I want you with the Changing Habits team. I just think you're out to change the world and your community needs you. <laughs> yeah. And, and to have those, um, to have the skills behind you and have the education behind you is, I think, yeah. an, an important part of it. Now, whether you do... Yeah just the changing habits one or whether you then go on and, and um, go to university um, and believe me, you will get frustrated at the university one, but perhaps not Endeavour. But then Endeavour is, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if there's one near Gunnedah, but, um, you know, there's Brisbane, Gold Coast, I think, Sydney, Melbourne, I'm, I'm just not sure. But maybe we need to have a chat. We might do that um, off the Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually, at the start of last year, I enrolled um, at University of New England to do psychology. Um, and then I put it on hold because we went travelling um, in May last year. We went travelling our camper trailer around Australia. So I put it on hold. And, and since then, I'm like, I just, I just don't know if I want to do that because it's just so Western, you know. Um, I just don't know if it's going to be holistic enough for me so I've just I've, I've just put it to the side and I, I knew that I still wanted to I knew what I wanted to do and I have this vision of what I want to do and bring it all together and you know but I just didn't know whether you know spending three four five six years concentrating on that it just didn't sit right with me um yeah but yeah no definitely I'd love to chat about that <laughs> what it's worth I think that you'll get a lot more bang for your buck following the path that Cindy's suggesting yeah, absolutely, definitely. 
you're, you know, the, 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 the reaching out to study psychology is probably just more of an inclination that it's time to study. Yeah. Think, oh, oh, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Because uh, I think that I don't know that the psychology will serve you like, no. like the other side will. Um, just speaking from yep. experience, I think that you probably do a little bit better with your, um, with the investment of your time and your energy. But my love, yeah. this has been an amazing podcast. We have loved sharing this last time with you. Yeah, and just before Karen winds it up, though, <laughs> is there anything else that you just wanted to finish with? Or oh, tell us how people can find you. Um, yeah, so my blog is www.genyonthemen.com. It's only very new, so there's not a whole lot of content on there at the moment, um, but I'm very definitely – building on it so you can contact me through there and i also have a facebook page called on the mend awesome yeah any final last little message oh gosh if if anyone out there is you know has just a little a small inkling inside them that you know they should question something or you know look at another option or just not accept one answer then just follow it and stick to your guns and and just honestly follow your instincts and just believe in that there's a reason why you know we get these gut feelings and just to stick to your guns and even if you're the only one you know there's a quote that I love um something like you know when you're all the crowds running one way and you're running the other way, you know, but they're all running towards the cliff, you know. You might question yourself that there's some, you know, you're not doing the right thing because you're alone, but just stick to it, you know, and, yeah, it will all be worth it. Amazing. Just believe in yourself. Just don't, just don't accept it, you know. Just question everything. At the end of the day, it's your health and wellness, and we have to be responsible for ourselves. Love nice. Love it. You're incredible. <laughs> Amazing young soul that we hope other women are going to be and men are going to be inspired to follow your lead now too. Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Mm. I feel a little starstruck at the moment. <laughs> we do too when we sit with Cindy. We feel- <laughs> I gotta, I, I'm going to get her to sign my boob. Yeah, and I'm going to get yeah. Today's been an extraordinary show where no doubt you guys have had some real inspiration and real heart-centered connection to a very straightforward, down-to-earth human being who's just taking responsibility for their own health and well-being and as a result, creating a ripple effect that is profound and beyond her years. So congratulate you, Becky, all of us. We, we think that you're amazing and no doubt our listeners feel exactly the same way about you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. For everybody who's listening to today's show, if you've got any questions or you're trying to track Becky down or you want to chat to us about it, go to our Facebook page at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. Also, you can go to allthews.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. And you can post your comments and your questions right there too. Just another reminder about our trips to New Zealand and also to Africa. Go to allthews.awakenthechangewithin.com dot com where you can find all the information that you need to be able to join us in uh, october 2017 for new zealand and september 2018 in africa right there on the websites are the itineraries it's one click away from you joining us and having the time of your life like we had earlier this year in peru so join us on up for a chat same time same station next week 
and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. And we're going to see you on the hike. Bye, everybody. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.